Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. In preparation for Series 3, and for any new listeners, here is a summary of the events of Series 1 and 2. Please keep in mind, if you haven't already listened to the previous episodes, then this will be full of spoilers. This podcast is about a series of murders and disappearances that happened in the winter of 2000 in a small countryside town. It began with the bloody murder of the Stockwell family. They were led to the barn, one by one, and slaughtered. There was one set of footprints that led from the nearby forest into the house, but nothing else. I was friends with the daughter Kate, and at one point, we'd been seeing each other. I'd been questioned by the police, and Inspector Dubridge, and Inspector Grahams, and met up with Kate's friend Jackie, who had some information. She'd seen Kate be raped by a German man called Henry, whom she had recently seen lurking in the shadows around the town. We managed to track him down, and he was able to hide with the father, Ian Reynolds. I looked for Jackie, but... She's disappeared. I venture back the next day to see if Father Reynolds has any more information, and as I leave, I hear Jackie's phone ringing. I investigate the nearby church and see a trapdoor. But at that moment, I'm locked in, and the church is set alight. I manage to escape, and the police can't find Father Reynolds. Instead, they find a small tunnel and some kind of sex dungeon underneath. I go back that very night and see if I can find any trace of Jackie, but I'm caught by Inspector Dubridge, who, instead, thinks I might be useful in his investigation. My only lead is Henry, and I think where a perverted foreigner like himself may just go. And that's the local strip club, called The Lime. I meet Nicola, who agrees to help me. She's been searching for her sister and thinks she knows where I might find the man that I'm looking for. She helps me get a gun from a friend, Nikolai, to defend myself. And she warns me that it'll be dangerous. We visit a strange house in the middle of nowhere, and I make my way down a secret passage in the back. It's there that I meet Mr. Tooley, a man in his fifties, in a red dress. There's a huge black beast of a man called the Lion, and a woman dressed completely in leather called Dawn of Cock. And there, in the room... There's also a little girl, Sandra, who could not have been older than 12. I'm knocked out, 
and I wake up drugged in some kind of perverted torture chamber. All my belongings and my gun have been taken. Luckily I'm saved by Inspector Dubridge, but we are chased by these naked strangers in masks made of wheat and bone, and in a shootout we escape the maze of corridors into a different house. I then have a vision of myself, but younger, sitting with a family. Once I get home, I find out that another woman, who disappeared at the same time as Jackie, has turned up dead. I'm then kidnapped by Nikolai, who wants to know where the gun is, and he's scared when Mr. Tooley's name is mentioned. He lets me free, and, hiding in a bush, I meet Henry the German. He feels he's been used as a scapegoat. He's been beaten black and blue. He says he didn't rape Kate, and thinks there's a conspiracy going on here in this town. And that maybe I'm part of it. He has a gun, and as he runs off into the night, I hear a gunshot and find him dead. I venture back to the line to try and find Nicola, but instead I find Mr. Tooley. He has Nikolai tied up to a chair and wants me to shoot him. Tooley wonders if I'd been sent to kill him and wants me to admit that I killed Henry. He kills Nikolai in front of me and takes me home. Mr. Tooley says he doesn't know anything about Jackie and is disturbed by what happened at the Stockwheels. He warns me of something in the woods. I head to the Stockwheel farm and find fresh footprints in the snow. I follow them into the forest and find a building with a pit full of children's skeletons in the back. I then find a secret room with a projector showing these old films of two twin boys. There's also a whole wall full of pictures of Kate and boxes of her belongings. I hear someone coming and escape, but I fall into the pit and pass out. When I awake, I see someone has left me a way out, and I can hear a man laughing, watching those films. Once I exit the forest, I call Dubridge. He thinks I'm making it all up. And once I'm home, Nicola shows up, but bruised and asking for help. Nikolai's friends think that she has something to do with his murder, and time is running out for her to find her sister. We go back to the lime, and Nicola asks the madam there for proof. I'm able to find the security tapes, but I hide them, so she knows that I wasn't involved. Nicola murders the madam, who says nothing, and burns down the lime. She takes me to meet Sophia, who's the daughter of Henry, who tells me that Jackie was Henry's girlfriend and wants to find out what happened to her father. I say I don't know anything, and I head home. Once I get home, I receive a phone call. It's Jackie, and she wants to meet. She admits that she used me, that Kate wasn't raped, that Jackie was, and that she wanted revenge. She was able to bring him back here, and was going to introduce him to Reynolds to be some kind of human sacrifice to whatever it is that they do. But the Stockwheel murders meant that she had to act quicker. She decided to go missing and stay with Father Reynolds. Then she could kill Henry, which she did, but not knowing the perverse nature of Father Reynolds, who soon brought her into his dungeon before giving her away to his perverse house of friends, including Mr Tooley, where she was made this dawn of cock. Seemingly she was able to escape and then killed Henry and now wants to kill Father Reynolds. She believes the town is controlled by them and is worried about my mental health. She talks of a brother that I have and she 
She says that my mother has been dead for years. Before I could get any further, Inspector Dubridge interrupts us and chases Jackie down, but she disappears. At this point, I'm getting headaches, and they're getting worse. When I get home, I see Nicola is there. She found the security tape of Nikolai's death, and she wants to take me to Mr. Tooley to find her sister once and for all. As she drives, two little boys appear in the road, and we swerve and crash. We're still able to find the house under which I first met Mr. Tooley. I start to remember things of living in this house with a mother, father, and a brother. When I walk in, Mr. Tooley is waiting for me. Nicola attacks him, but she's knocked out. He tells me how Dubridge told him who I was, and asks me if I met Robert yet. He says Robert was a good friend of my father's, and that he's an uncle of mine himself. Emerging around us come the masked ones from before. In some kind of trance, Mr. Tooley and I drag Nicola downstairs, and we burn her alive. At the same time, I remember being there when I was younger, even seeing a child my own age get burned in front of these masked crowds. I then suddenly awake in my bed. My mother's there, my father's expected any minute, and I'm not sure what's happening. Dubridge finds me, and leaves me a note saying that these are not my parents. My supposed father comes in, and it's Ian Reynolds. I run away, but they chase me, screaming. Dubridge is able to save me, and takes me to Ian's twin brother, another priest called Father Jack Reynolds. They tell me they think that there's an entity, something old that lives in the forest and that killed the stockwheels, something that feeds on the people in the town and that the people believe that they'll live longer. Twins are common, apparently, and children are usually the victims. We're interrupted by screaming and I hide while Jack's twin, Ian Reynolds, bursts into the room looking for me. From out of nowhere comes a blue light. The tower listens, a voice tells me. Remember the yellow spider. Remember the purple room. The light seems to have momentarily incapacitated everyone, and I'm able to escape. It's then that I first notice the tower in the distance. As I walk along the road, a man called Michael picks me up, and taking pity on me, pays for me to sleep in a separate hotel room. He's from here, and has come back to see his family. I manage to go back to the house where I left Nicola, I see Jackie running out. I go in to find a stack of bodies, one of which is Inspector Graham's, with a key lodged in her mouth. People are coming, so I run into the corridors beneath and find a room with cabinets. I use the key, and I'm able to go through some kind of backlog of files about strange events, missing people, dead children, surveillance notes, and more information dating back decades. I find a photo of two twin boys, a dark shadow behind them, and I realise who the boys are. They're me. Suddenly the power goes out, and a strange unknown presence, an animal, seems to be searching for me. I escape through the corridors, and back to the hotel, when Michael tells me he's found a dead body in his room. And it's Jackie. I call Dubridge, who blames me for Graham's death, but agrees to help nonetheless. We get away, and Michael makes us aware that Mr. Tooley is actually his father, and he's the one that he's come back to see. I venture back to the forest, and I'm caught in a trap by this laughing man from before. He believes he's been saving the kids from the village, from Robert. He admits to liking Kate, but says he didn't kill her. He recommends I see a Dr. Carver, who he feels could help me. As I pass by the Stockwell farm, I see the masked ones looking inside the house, as if in a trance. 
I push through and find Mr. Tooley, who tells me to accept what's inside me. There's some black slug-like creature on the floor in front of him, and from it emerges Kate Stockwell. She says she's not actually Kate, she's just a host, like me, and that I need to let go of my old memories. I'm able to escape and Jack Reynolds finds me. He takes me back to the hotel to rest up. Dubridge suddenly turns up, bleeding heavily. He says Kate is not some kind of alien, that in fact she's possessed in a way. Then a brick is thrown through the window and we have to run and get into Dubridge's car and start to drive out of the town. He tells me Grahams was my sister before all this. But then on the road, Sophia appears, shoots Dubridge in the head. I run off and hide in one of the abandoned houses nearby. I find a wall of documents, the yellow spider, in fact. I see photos of me and my twin, a map of the town with areas marked danger. Michael breaks into the house to find me. He confesses he's got cancer and wants the secret of eternal life. As he goes to attack me, I'm saved by a hooded stranger who turns out to be my twin brother. He was the laughing man all along. He tells me I was chosen by Robert to have an ancient spirit inside me, that since the Stockwell incident, he was told to stay away from me. He tells me we've been alive a long time, but that I've only just woken up three years ago. Graham's my sister, and even my mother, which is part of my bloodline. He states Tooley was excited about my return, that the millennium is important, and that Bob needs me. He says how there's a good twin, and an evil one, that I'm the evil one, but that we've been looking out for one another for a long time, since the 1600s or so. He tells me to call him Joseph and leaves, advising me to see Dr. Carver. I see the doctor and he recognises me, says I've been having trouble adjusting since I woke up, that I shouldn't remember my humanity. He shows me I have a tumour which might be affecting my perception of reality and advises I talk to Robert. As I leave, Sophia kidnaps me and says how Jackie was helping her since I killed her father and, apparently, all the others. But she admits to killing Jackie for exposing her father as a rapist. Father Ian Reynolds arrives, says how, even though they create a nice environment for me, I still torture and apparently kill people and that they've tried to help me, but it's no use. They're going to have to sacrifice me. I'm stripped and beaten and taken to be burnt alive in front of the masked ones. I'm saved by the lion and Kate, who bring me back to Mr. Tooley, who informs me that some kind of war has been started. Tooley against Ian Reynolds, it seems. But out of nowhere, Tooley is shot dead, and Kate and I run into the strange underground corridors. We almost run into this strange monster... She explains how these corridors are like multiple outcomes and that actually we've both been there before. We head towards the tower, being chased by the masked ones the whole way and are greeted by Bob, emanating in a blue light. Sandra, the little girl, is there. That she's my daughter, he tells me, which makes no sense. He wants me to take Thule's place and fight the war. That I must forsake my humanity. Kate wants me to join them, but before I can choose... I'm drowned in a bright white light and hear the words, Doctor, something is happening. If you enjoy the show, please leave a review on your podcast platform of choice. For more info, including how you can support the show, please visit anewwinter.com. 
Thank you for listening to A New Winter. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.